0: everybody, welcome to episode 53 of Tactical Crouch. This is the Grand Finals episode. We're here, another season of Overwatch League. Come and almost gone, Vancouver Titans versus the San Francisco Shock. Nobody saw it coming, nobody rated those teams in the top three to four. And, uh, you know, it it was a surprise all the way. I, I will say this, this is the one thing that I will say. I think that we are seeing the two best teams in the league in the grand finals, and for all the flaws of the uh, like the the scheduling and uh, strength of schedule and all that stuff, By error or not, I feel like we have the right two teams in the grand finals if you look at it completely objectively.:
1: Yeah. Yes, I would agree. The only other team you could make the argument for is NYXL. Yeah. And if you take stage playoffs into account, I think that's a weak argument as well.
0: Yeah. Because they can't win in stage playoffs.
1: Yeah. 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 And obviously got mega... Uh, no, actually, l- let me not say this. They got 4 0 by Shock, but yeah. it wasn't a stomp.
0: No. It It was not a stopper. It
1: was a uh, a lot of maps, we often saw the golden rectangle uh, on their pushes, meaning that um, like overtime situations, uh, certainly close, maybe one time find a way on some of those maps. But yeah, like still very, very impressive, of course, not dropping a map in the lower bracket, Insane performance. Writing was on the wall for Shock to be a super team and they even delivered above expectations in that regard i think over the season
2: i would say so going what at 16 and 0 in the losers bracket is pretty crazy i think this is like a a love letter to stage two in the golden stage um this is this is pretty incredible and to to see them going into the finals and you know if they win off the back of that that's that's a a pretty fun story to to retell people you know in an overwatch league season fifteen. you know I'll oh, remember when the San Francisco Shock made the undefeated run and over overcame the Titans in the trilogy like this is this either way this is going to be an incredible final yeah
0: yeah Always. i mean I, I yeah it's it's great. I couldn't be more happy about the teams that we saw and again last season, I didn't feel that way. We had the London Spitfire. And the Philadelphia Fusion. And if you were writing or talking about Overwatch League in yep. season one, you were trying to find ways to justify why these were the two best teams. And I think that, especially for London, I think you could because we were so yeah. close off the heels of Apex. We were so close um, to seeing these teams, you know, really kind mm-hmm. of define a meta in apex which at that time was kind of the the dictating uh the governing body yeah 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 yeah, they were the yeah yeah they were that's that's where the good players and the good teams largely went and the winners of that were largely considered the best in the world yeah
2: i mean and and taking two of those two the, the the best teams from that era and slapping together in one team you're gonna have mechanical geniuses and and that's what london still is kind of made up from it's just that this season and maybe overwatch league going forward is more teamwork oriented we're seeing that this is a better indicator of a, a team doing well is how how well they how well do they do in, in teamwork and team compositions and how good the coaching can manage different personalities which is something that london really never has done in the past and you know, given the right circumstances, in season one they were able to to just kind of wake up and 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 showcase you know why they were considered some of the best players in the world, and you know they took home season one, so mm. can't really count them out. You know they're always a they're always a dark horse. Or at least you know we'll, we'll see going
0: forward. Um, in the weeks to come, I'm guessing over the next two or three weeks, we're actually going to do a little bit of a post mortem on season two, uh-huh. and part of those. Are we actually I, I took some time and went through and read through the comments on all of our preseason power rankings, good and bad. Of course, I screenshotted the worst of them. All you keyboard courage warriors, you know, letting us know what you think about our takes. And of course I cherry picked only the wrong ones. And then uh, you know, we're gonna talk about all those, have a little fun over the next couple yeah. of weeks. And <sighs> You know, some of
1: those get prepared. Some of those were actually worse than uh, me saying that Chengdu is going to be the worst team <laughs> Overwatch League. <laughs> I, <laughs> wouldn't go, yeah. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go that far. I
0: wouldn't go that far. Yeah, there are some really great ones. It's great to reminisce, and you know, the Overwatch League. If you're like a content creator, the Overwatch League season is kind of a, it's a marathon, man. You yeah. know, you've got stuff going on week to week to week to week for so long, which is awesome. We always had something to talk about. Mm -hmm. but we also never really got to like zoom back out from what we were doing pre overwatch league season two. Right. And so Mm -hmm. I'm really excited to be able to do that again, to be able to, uh, you know, kind of take a
2: step back, enjoy the scenery,
0: enjoy the scenery, make some like, uh, who, who's going to sign who and how are, how are these different, um, homestands going to affect how teams perform and there's there's so many great things that we're going to get to talk about so
2: i'm i'm still kind of debating on whether or not this is going to be another era right i i think we had like the the pre-organization era back in like 2015 early 2016 and then i think we had like the org era in 2016 going into 2017 before apex really started to pop off and then apex and then Overwatch League era I think there'd be I think this is a big enough change to how players are going to have to perform let alone the the numerous patch changes that are undoubtedly on its way I think this is like reason to believe that this could be another you know break in the timeline and this is okay this is where we had you know actual relatively uh formulaic Overwatch League you know this is this is what they wanted in the first place so why not break the timeline here and define it as something a little bit different you know what do you yeah. think, Iska? You think this is uh, big enough?
1: I mean, the thing is, like, I, I had a, an article, I think, in after stage one, mm-hmm. I think, where I said this was going to be the golden era of Overwatch. And. Um, what, this season or next season? This season, starting from then. Okay. Some of the reasons didn't come true. For instance, the, uh, sort of like at the time, we didn't quite know when a massive meta shift was coming in. Uh, it sure. was assumed or Goats would be going quick More yeah. quickly It was also assumed in the article That goats would be undesirable I don't see that notion All too often now That we're past it I think a lot of people that now Think more fondly uh, back on it Especially over the uh, stage 4 Mater p- perhaps But um, yeah I think overall While we could debate If this is the golden era of Overwatch um I mean the storylines, these what these two teams it specifically have given us is as good as it gets, I think. Yeah. I don't I don't think you can other than them like competing literally in all three stage finals, um, and therefore having a score there, arguably it's even more satisfying now because now you're at the one one mm. break even point and now this one is the decider. Like everything about this is great. Like you have storylines like Harsha uh, being in both teams. You have storylines of redemption and uh, people making a really un- unexpected comebacks, such as Rascal. Um, some, some things, for instance, in Vancouver Titans, how good is a complete cor- Korean contest team? Like all these things, these narratives that even though we had systemic issues over the entire season, just, like, clobbering these narratives, like, as, as hard as possible, like, in a more solid-state system, these two teams would be even more dominant and would they would very clearly be the, uh, the best ones. Like, I don't think there would be any doubt about it. For instance, if we had full round robins, sure. if we had... Um, you know, more frequent like meetings of those two teams. I think it would be very quickly clear come, become clear that mm-hmm. these two teams are the best uh, that we yeah. had this year, unquestionably. I don't think we would be talking about um, top uh, top three, uh, the big three. I think we would clearly be talking to about the t- big uh, big two. Yep. And um, I think that's what we got now with a. The- Pretty big bang yeah. at the mm-hmm. end of the season to crown it out.
2: Hundred percent. Like I, I,
1: I'm a, a number of people
2: have said it right. Like I, I wouldn't have it any other way. Like you couldn't write, you could probably write better than this, right? Like this is this is a nice cap to the season. You have the best two teams throughout the entire season get to face each other in the final to to figure out who who takes the cake. I I I'm, I'm excited to say the least.
0: Yeah. Man we're and we're gonna we, we technically we're gonna talk about the grand finals uh until later on in the show, but you know it's great when we can just kind of reminisce for a second, yeah and appreciate where we are we There are very few times, at least in the time that I've been covering overwatch, whether it's been casual to where we are now, where you can sure. just kind of say you can just like sit back and say, "This is nice, I like this, mm-hmm. and you know, right now, this is nice, I like this, sure, not my favorite meta. Two of the best teams in the world, you know that whatever the meta is going to be, they're going to be competitive in it, and nope. um, yep. that that's and, and again, that's why they are. It's so great to see these two teams in the grand finals because, you know, it, there's there's a world right where we could have seen something like imagine the uh, Hangzhou Spark versus Atlanta Rain, right? Like those are two teams who have competed against each of these teams in the past. And, and uh, done well one, if I remember correctly and think about it, it's, it's just, thankfully we had a double, double elimination bracket yep. in the, in the season yes. finals. But imagine mm-hmm. another world where that doesn't happen and you kind of get a little bit of like a, Oh, you, it's not NYXL versus London in the grand finals. It's Philly versus London. And you kind of go, Oh, this is, this doesn't feel as great. So, yeah.
1: I—that's um, what actually one thing where I think we need to highlight this. This double elimination—that was the one systemic change that actually really saved us mm-hmm. a great playoff. Like, 100%. it's it's demonstrated here. I—I I, call me an Atlanta hater for this. I don't think they deliver the same performances in the lower uh, in the um, over the pl- playoffs to the degree that uh, Shock did um and i certainly think the fans would have very likely Suffered. sucked more
2: yeah They would have been very very similar to last year where i mean we've even seen it throughout the broadcast you know atlanta has been pegged i think rightfully so as the fusion of this year you know the the underdog kind of dark horse team that is you know a kind of a giant slayer you know beating nyxl numerous times you know falling a little bit short in the playoffs but playing up to their opponent has, has been a big uh, narrative point for them and having them in the finals against a Titans or a shock. Like I think it probably would have played out in, in similar fashion. yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: They, they don't look like competitive teams. There's, there's a team in one class and there's a team in the class below them. And it's very apparent. And you go home with a, with a bitter taste in your mouth. Like, wow, well that was uninteresting. Like, London got to just run run a train like it's not very not very fun you want to see the 4-3 you want it to go the distance you want to you want to hear an electrified crowd like and this you don't know who's gonna
0: win this is why I wanted to see more fanfare and more games behind plans because if you look Soul Dynasty and London Spitfire they went straight to the losers bracket and went out 4-0 and 4-1 yep
3: yeah. Like because, imagine what that would uh, look
0: like if, if we had maybe a little bit more time. Like I'm not saying that Seoul and London weren't the best teams in those plans, but I'm saying that that there could have been a lot more fanfare there. There could have been there maybe would have been a, a team that I think I would have rather seen. I have to go back and just double check that. I really mean that, but uh, yeah.
1: yeah, we, we could have uh, definitely found the local goons to intimidate Bertring into playing. Like, with a little bit more time, that would have been the worthwhile. Yeah, I mean,
0: possibly. like, I would have loved to see Guangzhou in playoffs. Yeah. I, like, yeah, I mean, and I think. G- give me a double elimination bracket so Guangzhou can come back from that Seoul Dynasty thing. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if they would have been as bad.
3: But I we don't only, think Seoul we played that bad against single elimination.
0: One, Plans. two, three, four. Yeah. yeah, we only get these four-match thing. Like, hey, congratulations. You finished in the top 75% of Overwatch League or whatever. Not, uh yeah, 71 or whatever it ends up being. Uh, napkin math. Uh, here you go. You have a uh, single elimination bracket. Here's to, your chance. To make it into playoffs. Like, again, just give me more. Give me more. That yeah. would have been so, I mean heck let those play-in teams come in to do a big playoff land weekend yeah how, how great it'd been how really cool nice. would that have been
2: i think I it's know. i think it's kind of missing for the finals as well like i i've been raised at least in esports with you know quarterfinals and semifinals being on the next day and then finals being on sunday where it's like okay well within these last three days i've i've experienced these stories and they're very fresh in my mind having them like week by week by week kind of slows that down especially with
0: it does um
2: the lack of the lack of like impactful content from the overwatch like i think they've again credits where credits do they have improved on that with you know the, the little sizzle reels with you know the the animation studio coming out and Making those those fun little things. Like that that helps, but it doesn't really tell any stories. It's just kind of vapid.
0: I don't mind the spacing out so much, but then I don't love the fact that then they make the grand finals be as long as BlizzCon is. Yeah. Like why? BlizzCon for the entire you know, BlizzCon, if you've ever been, is is a two day convention, technically. Mm-hmm. And it's not enough time. You can't if you oh. if you like more than one and a half blizzard games you can't experience it all in time but then they try to go and say you know what let's just do a best of seven over an entire weekend over 48 hours
2: i mean like last season it made sense where they were going to do like a best of what was it a best of three of best of fives where you had to win multiple best of fives to take home the title which made sense you know you play a couple sets one day a couple sets the next day makes sense for the most part um this year yeah it's a little weird to see that they've booked the arena for three days with only one day of actual overwatch content yeah we have you know the the pre-parties and the musical guests which you know we can get to if we want to talk about which i think is you know tastefully done i I, I think it's pretty good um but yeah it's, it's it is a little weird now that you mention it not not a ton of overwatch content to be done on the other two days i know that um I think some of the talent are doing like a live podcast, but I don't know if that's on Saturday or what that's within the weekend or or what's going on. But yeah, it is a little weird.
0: Yeah. I don't. Again, I I think, yeah, I just, I feel like the end of this season is rush and not that we, you know, we had four weeks of playoffs. Yeah. But like one or two matches a day. Sure. I I would like, I would like to see more matches a day. I think you can make yeah. that a little bit more grueling at the end. I think you can make it a little bit more, um... Maybe. I think you can make it a little bit more of a gauntlet. No pun intended.
2: You could, you could. I, I don't mind that it's spaced out, but... Yeah, I I mean, I wouldn't hate it either way, to be fair. I think either, either or is, is good in my book.
0: Yeah. Alright, let's, let's actually start the show. Before we do, um... A big thank you to the support from our patrons, including Battlecrab Maid and Peter Y. Our patron producers, you guys are incredible. Thanks so much for supporting the show. Boom. There it is. Appreciate you all. If you like the show, you want to support, uh, today is the last day of Sub-Sunday, or September, sorry. Sub-Sunday, what is that? Uh, Last day of September, so if you are in Twitch chat right now and you're like, I've got $2.50, I can send you away. Uh, Half-price subs for the rest of the day so you know go ahead subscribe here we'll thank you and uh, we really do appreciate it otherwise go to patreon.com slash tactical crouch a lot of great questions in our discord like i said our discord um, especially the crouchers discord which is a patron only mm-hmm. role really great questions generally throughout the um throughout the week every every week but also you know great ideas on how we can kind of what they would like to see, like we talked about an extra episode that maybe doesn't go into games as much as like, you know, state of the state of like Overwatch League from like a broad macro marketing perspective and sure uh, other things. And so we definitely take that to heart. So patreon.com slash tactical crouch. Let's do that. Follow us on Twitter at tactical underscore crouch show records live on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific time normally, except this week. Sorry about that. And that's it. That's literally we're it. Here. Oh yeah, uh, we're gonna do a we we slept on September a little bit. Um, <laughs> it came and gone. But oh, actually, on the patron note, you'll notice that Yiska and Joe sound great this week. And we do. A big part of Hello. that has been because of the support from everybody from Twitch and our patrons. Getting new microphones, they just got the new unreleased Go XLR minis. You guys sound great, by the way. And yee, nice. Yee. So we've already had multiple comments in Twitch too, like "Oh, Yiska sounds so good," "Joe sounds so good." So, um, big thank <laughs> you to all those for helping us up that audio game. We appreciate it. Um, yes, thank you. Yeah. So, game night we kind of slept on a little bit. We're gonna do it really early in in October if we don't do it this weekend. Well, the problem is, is I'm at TwitchCon and uh, Joe is at. Grand finals. Grand
2: finals. Yep. So the end of the month is a little booked. Um, Though I'm sure Yeska,
0: you'll probably do like a a viewing thing, probably, and you scored anyway, right? For grand finals. Yeah,
1: most likely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Maybe we'll we'll figure it out. Maybe we'll do it again. where like Croucher, just get talking privileges or something like that. Mm -hmm. Where uh, that's where we did for uh, our last watch things. So um, yeah.
2: We'll see. We'll see. Maybe we'll throw something together just to say that we, you know, we did it for this month and then do a proper one earlier. We'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll get you. We'll get you. Don't worries.
0: Yeah. So cool. Thank you guys. Let's talk about some of the news really quick. We're going to come back to the grand finals, but there actually is some news. Is Teams news. are already making some them, plays. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ty Rong and Hyun Woo um, from the Houston Outlaws are no longer with the organization.
2: Makes sense.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, I think that made a lot of sense for a while to
0: make some changes. Maybe. I mean, they couldn't.
1: That's the thing. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Let me get
0: my two jams. They would have.
1: I think they would have too. Yeah. So,
2: well, I mean, you can uh, rest easy Houston fans. Your uh, roster probably will be filled out correctly by the next head coach. So, you know, that's an improvement already right you won't uh, randomly see bonnie on stage
1: i would say i think um houston is looking okay from the things i'm hearing like uh they're engaging the Fantastic. right people uh of course like the owner just like tweeting at uh elon musk for investment whatnot looked a little boomerish but uh other than that yeah the internals are um seem to be going
2: well good good for them need
1: good. uh need a couple more teams to uh follow in those
2: footsteps you know mm-hmm. let's uh let's get the ball moving yeah. boston made some moves yeah. florida you're next what's up let me know
0: make some moves uh who else uh moon yes i think you put yes did you put this one in here so moon's been yep. promoted um to shanghai dragons that was yeah, that's, like
1: writing on the that's wall. A, <sighs> Yeah, yeah, I mean the writing wasn't on the wall that's uh, until Blue Haas. Yes. That once you name. were let go, right?
2: Levi and Blue Haas once they were Levi. removed or let go, whatever you want to whatever they used in their PR. Mm-hmm. It was pretty obvious that that moon was going to come up. Um I'll be interested to see uh, who goes with moon. So If anybody Let's back it mm-hmm. up for a
0: second. <clears throat> I'm an idiot.
2: Okay. So, tell me about Moon. Who is he? not though, but former Moon. LA Valiant coach coach for Mighty AOD.
0: was yeah, on Team is,
2: CC their academy team. So, they basically he went
0: from LA Valiant to do some contenders work and now he's being promoted to Dragons.
1: Yes. Yeah. Sweet. Of course had these memes uh, meme interviews and I still believe that was just a either oh, what he said about plus in translation right? yeah yeah like about Custa, you know, like oh Custa knows too much about oh, something yeah. like that it's just like, yeah I, I, will I feel say, like I that's... don't know
2: i i I agree that it's probably was poorly translated or maybe he misspoke, but with how contender's finals happen, like I'm starting to wonder like moon, you you got some weird ideas, buddy, like. You're you're a little eccentric, I, I have to say. I don't know that anybody was playing Ash as much as they were, as weird as Team CC was, but they didn't look great. Um, maybe it was just a player thing, but I'm 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 interested to see what he does with Shanghai in 2020.
1: I mean, increasingly you hear that, especially teams where they don't have a hands-on GM. It doesn't matter how much the head coach knows about uh, Overwatch uh, generally, like. Sure of course some basic knowledge and then or yeah, let's say add knowledge about the game of, of course is required but yeah. um i think they are just there for structure and then you have other uh guys that come in right mm-hmm. like the,
2: the well then the I, game... I still think the criticism fits right if you're picking people who don't know the game then i still have a bone to pick with you you know what i mean
1: yeah, I'm. I'm not sure. Do you know how many, uh, how much resources he had for Team? I have no clue.
2: I have no idea. I mean, but that's what. That's cookie. why I'm not like heavy on him. I'm just like, okay, mm. well, what's up? Like, first, it's putting Kuki in for Custa, whatever that was. Whether was it, was it actually because he knew too much and was a synergistic thing? Was it something more than that? I don't know. But I have questions around Coach Moon. I've heard good things. Monty seems to like him. Great. Awesome. Why? Why is there so many weird oddities around him? specifically i I, i'm interested to see what happens if if he if he he pops off with shanghai great awesome love it but if there's another weird odd like what what next
1: right he was the coach that actually turned valiant around last season uh after cuddles was let go sure then they started their run right so that we definitely need to consider that as well then we gotta think about what it means to be in a completely korean roster Okay, we're going to disregard Dia. I'm not sure if this boy uh, stole (laughs) another contract for a year. We will see, but um, gotta gotta keep that
2: Chinese tie, you know. Gotta represent at least one person.
1: I mean, I'm not sure how much he engages in uh, Chinese social media stuff. No idea. I have no clue. Is
2: Creed on Shanghai? I know he coached them for some time. I don't know if he still is. That's a good question. I will look just for you. Thanks, Chad.
0: Let's look it up on the show because that's what our audio listeners really like to do. Everybody stay <laughs> no. quiet. 15 seconds. A little, just.
2: <laughs> See what the GoXR, are. I can mute my mic and look it up oh. and you'll never
0: know. Oh, man. Man, we should have gotten a sponsorship with us. You like that little plug? Yeah. Should have gotten a nice. sponsorship with us, but I hear the community manager is kind of hard to get a hold of.
2: Hey. Oh, uh, so. It says that he's currently a, an assistant coach. That is Creed, former, I think, main support from a Miraculous Youngster. Legendary Chinese team. But I will stop there. Yeah, assistant coach. So,
0: we'll see. Cool. We'll see. You want to talk about this other one, Kirby?
2: Little, yeah. I don't know. Like, is there a lot
0: to talk about? I don't know. Like, Kirby, he wasn't really a yeah, coach, so, but... So, so Kirby really... from... Yeah, what was his technical role as a coach, right?
2: No. No. He was no, practically I he was like GM. G- I think he was more the GM, GM of Fusion. Yeah.
0: So, practically the GM of Fusion, as Yiska says.
2: Yeah,
1: uh, it wasn't called that way. It ha- he had some president, president of, of gaming, gaming kind of uh, kind of a bullshit type operations level. manager. No longer or
0: with the Philadelphia Fusion. Was there a press release or anything with that, or did just, like, No. Say,
1: hey, and that you is everything. very interesting. And that's the weird part. Why? Why is he tweeting that? That's yeah. that's my question. Like, what what kind of uh, I don't want to drama mill this, but what kind of things need to happen in order for him to just tweet that and um, not even go into a tweet longer or anything like this. and uh, But of course, like for those that aren't aware, he was the head coach for season one and mm-hmm. then moved to a GM role for season two. Um, named Twee and uh, Hayes shared the head coach title and of course... That team failed to make the playoffs, so um not a successful season for from a the finals participant uh run up to the first season I imagine um I will also say that it seemed to me that this was sort of like a gap year for them simply because mm-hmm. of a lot of the um academy team players such as alar and bernard and, and sure. uh, them coming online so uh Maybe they have other aspirations and couldn't see that with Kirby. But then again, like we can only speculate, which once again pretty much sucks, I gotta say. Like, why are we in a position where we have to uh, speculate? Okay, was yep. it because he wasn't doing a good job? Is it because he has a job elsewhere? Um, why is Fusion not saying anything to this? uh like i what's what's the entire deal i feel like they have been as an organization pretty quiet in general all those things right so yep
0: they have honestly i would say like of the like tier two teams in overwatch league i think the fusion though have kind of been the best the most professionally run big big corporate yeah. signings in the background they've obviously got the uh, fusion arena coming in 2022 2021
1: yeah um, in in terms of size of scope i definitely agree they sure? l- like their their entire project just seems bigger in that regard than uh the other franchises i would say
2: i think generally the the criticism that we just kind of hinting at is I think applied to a lot of teams where transparency, or or just a, a slight form of it, or any kind of transparency, is just almost non-existent. Where you get a very general PR statement and
1: yeah, what happened to good old-fashioned lying, dude? Just lie. It, yeah, right. Just give a press release and just lie. At least we don't have to like interpret anything, and everyone yeah. that tries to go beyond and like decrypt these lies is like.
3: Rightfully, seen I mean, as a you can go the just Guangzhou
0: Charge route and just like throw uh, Crystal under the bus, make sure he never gets employed again in Overwatch League. Spark,
3: Spark, yeah. Spark. sorry, close enough. Yeah, yeah. same you thing.
0: Charge it. Spark. What are you guys doing? Calling two Chinese teams with virtually the same city name, virtually the same team name. What the yeah. f- are you guys doing?
3: <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm just you would have thought I, I, that I, this I, guy. Pre-
0: I'd probably it think. figures I this tried out after, gun,
3: but... p- after paying like a hundred bucks for a jersey from their, one of their coaches. You would have thought.
0: That <laughs> I'm not wearing it right now, decide. so I don't have the reference. Okay. Uh. <laughs> just because I have, just because I have a dictionary, doesn't mean I know every word in it.
1: He's it's a true. True. he's a vocal um, and haptic and visual learner apparently, or thinker.
0: Just that basically as much as you can give to me without me having to engage my brain, that's the type of learner I am. Yeah. Would you just say that's a I'm a non-learner learner? learner. Make
3: it fun for me. I notice this increasingly with my cell phone. But everything I can outsource into this thing that basically is now part of my body
1: is like, yeah, okay, so. I know where I can Wikipedia it so I don't need to remember the actual contents of it, if that mm-hmm. makes sense.
0: I'm an efficiency learner. I only learn things that I can learn efficiently. By doing what? Whatever is efficient to learn that thing.
3: Can you can you expound on that? Like what's an efficient process? <sighs>
0: Uh, when I had a a job at Apple, I learned a lot about technology and how like there were because it was efficient because I had all the resources right to me, Mm, but like now I don't learn that much about technology Mm -hmm. because I'm not surrounded by it.
2: You could also like ask knowledgeable people about a specific question rather than just looking it up and hopefully Google figures out what you're trying to ask. Because usually when you ask a question, you're really not. um, Well, maybe I'm projecting, but I I think majority of the time you're not asking that question. You're trying to figure out something else that leads up like in a chain of questions. You're trying to come to a conclusion. So if you ask somebody that is knowledgeable in that field or, or, you know, that that could also be pretty efficient. Like if I knew if I wanted to learn something about audio, I just go to John and say, hey, why is this happening?
0: Instead of looking it up on Google
2: and then boom you know right like mm. he knows what i'm trying to That's say fair. yeah i do you know that with I, mean?
0: I do that with dream and bench not bench so much lately because he's being kind of a jerk but uh <laughs> if i have a question about overwatch ask those guys yeah they usually yeah. give me the right answer yeah, and it's, this, it's this wh- podcast is basically just all a scheme to learn more so <laughs> yeah uh,
1: that actually works quite well like a lot of people have built podcasts on the premise that they just want to learn things about the world and they also point a camera in their face they like you are what you consume right like it's not just about nutrition but it's also about just general input like Mm -hmm. what what do you surround yourself with it's it's the what number one thing that i told tell a child like when they fail a class or whatever like you have to repeat a class then in germany i'm not sure if that's the same in, in the us but if you fail a class you got to repeat the year and i tell these children that just come come to me defeated and say i didn't manage to get the year done and that's why i'm here that's why i need to improve like my thing is if they come before the um the break the summer holidays i just tell them okay you come into that classroom after the summer holidays and you look at the table you think are the best students in class Mm -hmm. and you become one of them and automatically, by absorption of their habits, of social pressure and whatnot, it's so much easier to be a good student then. Yeah. No bad. That's I always but also found team culture is so important, right? Yep, yep, yep.
0: Yeah. How did we get here? What is going on with this show? Efficiency.
1: Very efficient. Yeah. Learning, exactly.
0: learning efficiency. And speaking of learning efficiency. Efficiency. Just kidding. This is not it at all. But. <laughs> kind of, kind of, yeah, kind of an efficiency thing. Can we just talk about? So it was Team China, right? Okay. Team China, uh, for what? F- just got their fundraising goal for TwitchCon. Japan? No, who is it? Who judge. is
2: it? I think it, I think Japan did. I don't know. I, have I haven't. Been I think China is invited and paid for. Yeah, right? I'm pretty sure China is invited. Uh, so. Uh, uh, team oh, team I don't know New
0: which one. Zealand also got that. That broke uh, nine hours ago. Uh, but there's another team. Can we just talk about for a second how we have a like a tier 1.5 tournament in which teams are having to fundraise to get to? Yeah, not
2: uh, not great. I think it's uh, been pretty obvious on you know the budget cuts you know not being able to invite as many teams and it kind of really being pushed to the side a little bit just kind of being something specifically just to represent Overwatch at Blizzcon um uh, because it seems like every game has to be represented in some way with a tournament or an event or whatever um and world cup you know is is pretty popular people enjoy that time of year um
0: love the world cup people love yeah, the world cup it's
2: a good time you know it, not the most competitive thing but you no know, it's a, you know, it's fun to just, you know, see what 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 nation does well. um, And, and we talked about this before the show, but it, it's interesting to me, you know, which you have to kind of pick your poison. Is it, you know, do you close off the opportunity to even self-fund your your ticket there or do you just allow them to crowdfund and kind of build a little bit of animosity in the process um by doing so right by by just allowing them like okay well we're gonna give you the opportunity but you have to get yourself here and if you can't well that's also not our problem because we don't have the money or do you just close it off and say okay we're gonna invite teams and if you're not invited you can't come like i I don't know if there's a great way to do it but yeah it, it does feel weird to to see a team like have to pay their way
1: i think a lot of this stems from d- changed scopes and remaining uh expectations. So sure. you you John you started this segment by saying that it's a tier 1.5 event. I disagree. It's a two, tier 2.5 event now. It is lower than Gauntlet now in level of play, in the seriousness, not in the viewership, to be fair because it will be at BlizzCon. True. The problem is if you go back and I'm not sure how many Blizzard fans are Still around in Overwatch and in a certainly very new esports viewers as well. But I think there's still an underlying assumption that the big world finals are at BlizzCon. That was true for StarCraft sure. 2. That was tr- true for World of Warcraft. That was true for Warcraft 3 for the longest time, right? Like, everything comes together at BlizzCon, even in terms of esports. Now, this isn't true anymore. We're not having the, our grand finals at, um, at BlizzCon. And we used to fill that void with the World Cup, but now the World Cup isn't as big of a thing anymore because we're taking away all these qualifiers that were also like um, Hallmark events over the Overwatch co- uh, calendar, and we're just cutting it down, and we're not cutting it down just in in funding. For instance, I would be way more mad if uh, Gauntlet players had to pay out their own oh, way. Oh, yeah. Would be because it, that, A, that would be way harder to do, and um, I also isn't think filling
0: up a 20,000 person bowl. And I, I would, yeah. I would even be it's, surprised. Would, I fun. would even be surprised to see that many, uh, to see that many people tune in on Twitch.
1: 20,000. No, that is true. That like that would likely won't happen unless there's some advertisement to it. And as, unless it really is advertised as watch your Overwatch League uh, new talents before mm-hmm. they come into the league and it's sort of like almost like uh, you know these uh, preseason events for the big traditional sports as in like these combines or whatever right that like if th- something like this is um,
2: that would we... be an interesting like manufactured leak right like okay so let's you know find somebody who'll report on it and just say like hey the Philadelphia Fusion are looking at this player that'll be at the gauntlet. And just let that out into the ether it doesn't really have to be necessarily true it's pretty vague but you know let it slip and oh well if philadelphia if this team if that team's looking at these players and maybe i should tune in maybe i should watch that would be kind of interesting see if if that is a a marketing strategy or an effective one at least yeah
0: so all, all i'm going about to say so let's talk about blizzcon first as an event it's a celebration of blizzard as a company and the people who supported their community. Sure. And remember the people that now support it most by playing their games the most and at the highest level are now paying to be there. Not just like a $200 ticket, but their flight, their travel, anything else. Number one, just from a company optic standpoint makes blizzard look cheap and, uh, completely unempathetic. Yeah. Uh, I hate that.
1: I hate that. Yeah. I I think Not they only could have
0: that, definitely they, supported they, what they've done is they've started milking BlizzCon attendees more with this new like special six hundred dollar BlizzCon ticket. It's like, sure. hey, if you want a place to go and rest and sit down, oh valued customer of ours, pay us an extra four hundred bucks a weekend.
1: I mean I don't think we have to really uh discuss that there's a high amount of greed in just how Activision Blizzard.
0: But I'm like, fine, e- get that emphasis to the, get on that the attendees. The people are like, I'm a casual dude. I'm not press. You know, sure. If I want to spend $600, but if you go to some of these, you know, amazing players who are dedicating their lives to like try and make a living playing their their game and be the future of that game. And you're you're making those teams make an Indiegogo? Like, come on,
1: yeah. man. At the same time, the fact that they need to and don't get like sponsorship help doesn't well they can't,
2: right? I would imagine that they probably can't.
0: Well, they can. I and mean... They they have actually. There was a team. Yeah. I was just scrolling through. Oh, really? And it was um, Team Latvia okay. has secured the sponsor Scandaweb uh hmm. yep uh for their overwatch world cup travel
2: interesting yeah. i don't know how they're going to get any kind of return on that seeing how it can't be on a jersey i doubt they'll be able to mention
1: them sir sir laser kittens had a private jet company as a sponsor that's true that is <laughs> so true. Uh, i i so, wonder <laughs> that, but Just leave that there I, I mean i kind of like that this is has this community feelish thing to it? I just I think it. In the problem is that the the teams that already aren't being invited, they would have had the the easiest time collecting the money to go there, like yeah. China, the US, and those events to collect stuff would have also probably been pretty dope. I think yeah. like the things that like it could have generated. We just have to say like if if you're like I don't know what it costs for for instance Germany to fly them out. I'm not sure whether goal, for instance, in in or whether I think three thousand was recently the last thing that I saw. Um I'm not sure how much you need for the entirety of that team, but it's like you should have the capacity to sort of support that financially. And if not, then that also speaks volumes to the actual Um, interest in the World Cup, I think.
0: Mm -hmm. I think that Blizzard thinks that the weather team Latvia, like, no offense, Latvia, but only two times, three times on this podcast has the word Latvia ever been said. They think that they're largely the marketing money, the viewership and everything will stay, will be the same, whether they have South Korea, United Kingdom, United States, China, Japan, or whatever, uh, you know, playing there. And then those bottom, you know, whatever the bottom teams. Hey, if you want to come Latvia, come on, you just got to pay your like, give us money. Like that exact, that's exactly what it is though. At the end of the day is it's just like, you know what? We're paying the way for these guys, the big ones, the good ones, the people who actually like, you know, do it. And, and then they're like, why does not esports grow in, in this uh, country or this country? Why isn't, uh, you know, Blizzard supporting these areas? And it's just like, well, it, they kind of have to do it by starting it.
1: I will say it, the, the big, biggest atrocity is that the U.S. was somehow directly invited despite their recent World Cup.
3: Like, what kind of point well, mumbo-jumbo do you it, they need to it on,
2: like, the SR, no? Where it's, like, the global SR of the, no, the ladder, no. no? It's about
1: the recent... Uh, oh, performances? Oh, okay. Performances no? at that the World weird. Cup. And, like, I, I remember someone doing the math previously saying, oh, yeah, the, the U.S. is actually not in. And then they did some wizardry where they were in, or I don't know how that even works, especially with the recency bias of these World Cup uh, performances. So, um, but yeah, more tongue in cheek, right? I'm not honestly mad about it. Um, I I just
0: want to see, I just want to live in a World Cup world where a team like Latvia qualifies and doesn't have to shill out to Scandiweb. To get to the event. Yep. To get their players on a stage. That's all I care about. Like I sure. I under I understand that there's there's numbers and money involved. And again, uh being cheap on your uh international stage of customer appreciation and celebration isn't a good look. No for me. And I'll be the first one to be to call them out on that and say like, wow, you guys could have done a lot better. And I think the player base deserves better than pay your way. I do. I
1: I will also say, and this is a discussion we recently had also in the, uh, like among us. The thing is my problem stems from the sponsorship, uh, approach where the Overwatch League, because of the Overwatch League system, we have a very close down, uh, possibility of just what kind of range of sponsors we can get. Sure. Fair if it means that the Overwatch League gets way more money into the entire system of Overwatch by being this exclusive. That's fair. But Trickle then
0: you also... Sports. Let's yes.
1: Go. Then you also cannot say... Um, yeah, well, Contenders isn't making money. For instance, Contenders is the same, in the same boat, right? Well, sure. con- Contenders isn't really ma- making money because we're not getting sponsors, because we can't, because of Overwatch League. No, like by limiting Contenders to the sponsorship options, you now have... This as a business expense, because there's no alternative to not having a Tier 2 and, uh, you know, Development League. And the same thing is true for the World Cup, where if you limit sponsorship choices, then it's fine to say as the Overwatch League, well, we're making, for the entire Overwatch League system, we're making 20 more millions a year uh, overall, because we have these exclusivity deals totally oh, by the way over exaggerating probably those numbers but yeah. still at the same time then you can say okay we now have as Overwatch as a community as a as a esport have more money there will be a red number behind contenders and there will be a red number behind world cup but that is fine because we don't have an alternative what are you going to do okay it's we could path get rid to of Pro, world cup. right
0: how do you make sure yeah. that you have the best talent in Overwatch league and it's by stimulating contenders open division world cup gauntlet uh the sea invitational it's making sure that these tournaments thanks to the success and the players who are at you know overwatch league level and through the success of that league you need to keep high quality players in that pipeline it's the most important thing otherwise what does overwatch league look like in three years Imagine Open Division falls off, and all of a sudden you don't have all of a sudden these great contenders players. They're playing battle royales now. They're you know we saw so many Overwatch players go to Apex, and they almost came back for a second. Then Apex started making changes again, and they're like, oh now we're Apex players again. Uh, It's
1: not just Apex; it's also Fortnite. There's a lot of actually like there's there's honestly like tier three Overwatch players that just went to Fortnite, and they made more prize money than any contenders player.
0: In, um and i get it the overwatch. the overwatch you know and we joe and i specifically we've done the broadcast gg stuff we've mm-hmm. done these smaller um yes could you ever do broadcast gg with us i can't remember no, <laughs> i don't think you did uh but we we've been there when it's 80 people tuning in for an open division game and you're just like well what are they going to do but yeah. at the same time it's there are very easy and obvious solutions to getting more viewers there. And it starts with just optics, Mm -hmm. Mm. but we're at a point right now where um, really all that matters is if it's got blizzard's name behind it, those viewer count numbers better be big Yep, and they're going to do whatever they can to make that number big. Even if it costs, in my opinion, the, um legitimacy of overwatch as a competitive esport path long term unless they make drastic changes assuming I, that they I, go this route next year or worse yeah. like imagine just being an invitational hey we're going to invite these 8 teams and then uh we'll take the 8 teams from i don't know whoever has the most competitive points divided by the total number of, uh, viewers from that country for overwatch league in 2019.
1: Yeah. It's also, let's, let's be frank. We also have to, as a community, just take the responsibility there. We have definitely more people say spamming on Twitter, meaningless support tier two than actually those people, people actually showing spamming. up. Yeah. Uh, and, and in those streams, watching them, That's that it's probably an order of magnitude, uh, mm-hmm less of these like that like it's it's just signaling at this point like either or these people are just not aware of what they actually like because then apparently not entertained by contenders enough to be actually watching so like of course that has also something to do with the product and with how it's framed and whatnot and i hope this improves by bringing um different eyes into this scene, like for instance, um, it, I, I liked Elohel's take on the whole uh, OG to contenders thing. I've heard about streamer teams uh, wanting to assemble, N- maybe sure. not this time. Um, that's there's also a problem of uh, regulations there, but um, I, I think there is a way to sell contenders uh, as a a better entertainment product than it currently is. And 100 percent, it's it's all, once again, dude. Like in other esports, for instance, in in League of Legends, for the longest time, I'm not sure if it's still the case, but their development league was on the main channel, and it was promoted. And I think it
2: still is, yeah. I remember. So perfectly.
1: like that, that's a trade-off. The Overwatch League, because of making restreams and getting those numbers up, and therefore getting more money. Like that, it's there's no justification. Like yes, Overwatch is possibly making more money doing it that way. You still then need to support tier two financially. You definitely cannot uh, put that cost onto the teams, especially the non-academy teams. You've got to support them.
2: I would agree. I think more budget needs to go into contenders' marketing. Um, I think prize pool wise. As bad as this sounds, I don't know that it matters for contenders prize pool. Um, I think standardized contracts throughout the league would be good. Um, You know, getting getting players paid just a a small salary would be good. I I think just giving them a stage to play is more beneficial than anything that you're going to be able to throw at them, right? Giving them a chance to show overwatch league talent scouts what you have to offer because we have seen going back to the world cup, the world cup be successful to highlight standout performers. There are performers from various different countries that you wouldn't normally expect getting opportunities from the world cup. And, and to again, go back to world cup. It is interesting to see them just completely abandon the structure of the qualifiers and just like, Okay, well these teams are within qualification so we're going to pay for them and then anybody else who wants to show up I guess can within reason. It it seems very rushed, it seems very haphazard. I would have loved to see like regional online qualifiers, maybe you know allow the talent to go out there, you know, relieve some of the the I again like what do I know in terms of contract law, but allow some of the regions to be able to, to sponsor their own events, you know, maybe have like a land finals. If you know, if it's feasible again, blizzards hands off with this, but allow the community to, to do its own online qualifiers and then have a seed to blizzcon where that they'll, you know, pay for a couple of flights, but not just leave it open to interpretation and let the community figure it out on their own. I think I would agree. So, it's not
0: great. I, I, I want to, there's one, I don't think more marketing money is the right thing. Like I don't th- I don't necessarily think that you can just throw marketing money at Twitch ads and social no. media stuff to make it work. <laughs> what I think would bring in the most entertainment for contenders? Um imagine uh one match a week during Overwatch League, you bring in the two contenders teams to play on the Overwatch League stage in that region.
1: I mean, yeah, it, the the thing is, can you can you stem those costs, right? Like of traveling there. And um,
2: I, again, I think that would probably come from a marketing budget. And again, I think no? you
0: start in the red there. Oh, 100%. You get, you know, Uber and Hex casting him, or you get Monty yeah. and Doha casting him. You get Sideshow and Bren on the desk saying, so-and-so from this team is the future of Overwatch League. sure. Contenders sure. is going to be streaming on Saturday. Go check them out. It's funneling that viewership, right? It's all of a sudden going, you go from this like uh, baseball thing where you have MLB and then maybe, you know, like largely AAA baseball is kind of like a joke of like, how can I go spend an afternoon with my family for uh, $15 in tickets and dollar hot dogs? Instead, you go the NFL route of how do I watch. NCAA college football to see the future of not only um the NFL but also my team from where I am. I mean you've already got that infrastructure in place with academy teams, right yep so yeah, but I think that I think
2: that still needs to be standardized I think uh. <laughs> As annoying as this is to say it's still being figured out, um, I would like to see that. That sounds like a great opportunity to again put more eyes on on the product. Um I don't know. Even even just outsourcing the talent and not as weird as it is, like not having blizzards like overruling like refinement on it, um, hurts it in some aspects, but it's probably diminishing returns in terms of cost. But
0: Again, I don't know. Yeah,
2: is, I. There's no for me. All. What
0: is the biggest threat to Overwatch League in five years? It's I don't know if there's another prophet in the system or a Carpe or a uh whoever your favorite carry person sure. that you can get behind. Whatever Jake, if you want to use Jake as an example, uh, I don't Not a <laughs> one. No. But you know, <laughs> right. like who are those people in the system right now? Do people know about you know. them? Do they have yeah. a following on social media? How are they creating that following? How are the organizations that they're with helping them create that following for that long-term success? Short answer on all of those is they're not, or if they are, it's they're also, not doing a good job of it.
1: Yeah, it's also like if it feels like we're in this paradigm of think just thinking from an academy point of view, when the majority of contenders teams absolutely aren't uh, academy teams, right? Like, I mean, there is China. There is uh, the other contenders regions. Europe only has two or and one. I guess this um, is
0: largely from like a Western tier sure. two perspective. Like, I- I'll I'll admit I don't know how to monetize contenders in China or South America.
1: Sure, I wouldn't. Sure.
0: I wouldn't immediately know. The first thing I would do Th- is I would hire somebody who does.
1: But uh, the. the- the thing is, it's, we're not going to fill every contendous region with an academy team. That won't work, right? Sure. Can we agree on that? So yeah. there, like, there has to be some, some sort of way to bridge that gap. I'm not saying that we need to pay these ridiculous, sometimes ridiculous, uh, contendous uh, academy team player contracts. Mm-hmm. We just need to be, a- be able to uh, find a system where it is possible, for instance, for endemic esports organizations to come in and sort of like that investment to be worthwhile. Because um, it currently can't be because their their sponsors and whatnot can all not be advertised. And that's a fine trade-off when we're saying that the Overwatch ecosystem is more healthy because we're doing that. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But we still need to create monetary Incentives. It's not even just for endemic esports orgs, but just like teams generally that are created around that. And the region that suffers most from this is probably Europe, I would say, but also some of the teams in North America, because we know that these markets would have the possibility to get sponsors if they were allowed to, but can't now. And also, they would be able to create viewership if it wasn't more open system. And they can't now. So when we're imposing these limitations, we have the same time have to say, okay, then we have to put these costs onto the Overwatch League teams as they're doing by having academy teams sure. and on on the leagues in, in general, right? Like these costs, like, yes, it's nice that we're now having more money as an entire scene, but we cannot forget about uh, the Path for Pro being um, initiated there. And it's, it's also like at some point, you just got to say, okay, how much value is actually in the production and the broadcasting of it, if nobody's watching, just give them money anyway, because the important part is that we're getting good players every year. Right? Like, to, to, then just don't invest as much into these studios, even though they already sort of... Uh, I mean, they didn't, you know, splash money at these casts or at the, those studios. No, of course, of course not. It was somewhere in, in Ukraine for Europe and whatnot, right? But... Sure. Um, at this but it end, definitely helps
2: the broadcast obviously
1: also there's there's another topic that we probably have to tackle after the, the season's over or after mm-hmm. the grand funds Contenders is also a great incubator for uh, casting talent 100% which so, you know depending on how uh,
2: how long these guys want to do it like you're going to have you're going to need somebody to replace them and if we're traveling all over the place there's going to be times where people are going to have to step in at a short notice or that's gonna that's gonna happen at some point so it it not only is a great incubator for you know casting talent but production again friend of the show peggy went from you know casting not casting but observing and producing open division and and went to contenders and then worked with elo hell and now was in the overwatch league you're not going to get those people if you don't have a stage for them to show off right And and show that they can do what they do right so it's it's an important it's important for the ecosystem it's not just for players it's for for literally everything literally anything whether that's a a social media manager a designer a you name it any job that is tied to overwatch you can you can find from contenders I, i i believe that
0: sadly more often it seems like your chances are better if you take your job seriously and contenders and aren't a player to make it to Overwatch League, then yeah. you are the player itself. Uh we got we got to move on from this. We, I have no idea.
2: Tangents. That's uh, what makes the show good. Yeah, you know.
0: You know people said they wanted.
2: Well, people show up for that stuff.
0: Yeah, you know. Whatever, Probably. Even if Hopefully. they don't, that's what we talked about this
2: week. Exactly. So
0: we got to roll. We got to roll back here to. <laughs> The grand finals coming yes. up this weekend, Joe. You're going to be there. You're going to get us exclusive I interviews. I don't know about that. In pristine audio quality. Definitely not. That's definitely not happening. Yeah, no, that's. Happening. I don't know if I'll
2: be get pristine interviews for the site that I'm supposed to be covering for. So we'll see.
0: Did you at least get a press pass this time? I did. I did. Hey.
2: I do. I am qualified for press. I will be there. I will not have to. I mean I Still didn't even relax. have to. Still it was relax. so weird. Um we'll we'll, f- we'll figure it out. It is very strange though. Yeah.
0: So it's going to be a ton of fun, but we need to we I think we actually did a really great job talking about this a little bit more in the beginning.
1: But, uh, uh, we've already talked yeah.
0: about how, you know, great it is to see the Titans and the shock there, how it feels like a truly climactic end to yeah. a uh, second over the second Overwatch League season Mm -hmm. but it's time for us to put our money where our mouth is and say why they think why Mm -hmm. why ultimately I'm going to make you say a team you think is going to win I'm going to make you tell me why because uh it's no nonsense on this show Joe, I'm looking at you. I'm not going to let you slide by on like, mm. if so-and-so can do this, I think they'll win unless they, uh, or, but if the other team does this, I think they'll win. Nope. I'm going to say, who's who, you're giving me 100 bucks right now. Who do you think ends up walking away winning? So we're going to do that. And we're going to actually do that right now. Joe. Right now. Right now. Do it right Beautiful. now. You got to put your money Thank you for
2: filling for me. Why does I think?
0: Um, I got you.
2: <laughs> You're doing this for <laughs> fifty three weeks. Yeah, no. Um, if I had to pick, I think I'd have to pick the shock. Why? I don't. I don't think they showed us a particularly great performance against NYXL. I don't think NYXL really pushed them.
0: That was a four zero performance, by the way.
2: It was, but, you know, to be fair, competitive Fora wasn't necessarily uh, reading the score, the match score alone. I don't think it does that match justice. I do think it was pretty close. I think San Francisco, from, again, my perspective, my very limited perspective, uh, looked kind of sloppy. I think going into this match against a team that they have wanted to beat for a long time and have. Are going to prepare a lot. More and we've seen to be fair to both teams, very, very well prepared teams and historically. I see shock with a lot of momentum. I like all a lot of their players, they don't have any kind of strange oddities in terms of their roster. I'm looking at Tizzy, I don't think he's a bad player, but I think when we get to that 0. 0.001%, that worries me for the Titans, right? He hasn't been with the roster very long. Shock, at least as a core. Has been together throughout the entire season. Whether or not some of these players have been played publicly doesn't impact what was going on in practice. So when you move Nevix or you move Super in, that comforts me a little bit more. At least they've had assumed practice time. I don't know if Tizzy's had practice time. It sounds like he hasn't, right? That's kind of where my head's at. I do think this match is going to be incredibly close. I wouldn't be surprised. Or I would be surprised if it went to anything less than seven games, but uh, with a small percentage advantage, I have to go with Shocker.
0: All right, Yiska, I'm trying to like I'm trying to find. They just redesigned the whole Overwatch League website, and now I can't find. Oh great, I can't find any of the homestand results. So Yiska, I'm gonna hear from mm. you.
1: Okay, so. One thing that I think is important to point out is that it's a really weird situation in terms of what practice looks like. So I think two weeks is a long time to still figure out a relatively new meta and find out new things that could be very important. It's also that the other team, unless, or, or of course you have to keep your... Scrim circle super tight in order to possibly not leak. Absolutely, mm. like new revolutionizing uh, meta take. So, like let's say there's a fifteen percent chance that either of these teams just come out with a strategy that completely beats what we saw in the playoffs, right? Sure. So, and now we have to break down that the certainty of this not leaking to the other team by virtue of scrimming the same. Partners, for instance, and then these contenders teams. By the way, like I don't think any Overwatch League team is currently scrimming. I very much expect them to uh, scrim against. Um, I mean, both yeah, of them just, don't have have probably. academy teams, but uh, against baby gauntlet teams. Event, yep. uh, perhaps would imagine. So, so um, there's a chance that the, the form that we saw just doesn't matter that much. There's a chance that. What happens in these two weeks is super important towards how the grand finals will will go. And with all this considered, like if all is equal, I think that the Titans have a better chance to adapt to these very specific circumstances. And by virtue of looking like they already are past the innovation crisis. I think in a potentially very um, uncertain matter, if Doom is still played, I think if, if the shock has to fix things during the series, I think the Titans have a, a better ability to adapt during a series um, than, than the shock does but i do think it is going to be a ridiculously close game i i personally think it will be it will go to down to uh game seven just like titans have uh the first map pick that's sure. also a thing that shouldn't be underestimated in such a close series that they are the high seat therefore do have the <laughs> the map pick right that's like Do we want to get the negative the... out
2: of the ray with uh, first control being what is that 100% indicative of predicting?
1: <sighs> yeah, I get mean... it out of the way
2: now. Yes, that is a coincidence, kids. Yeah, doesn't really matter. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's it, it doesn't that doesn't matter as much, but it's still good to know that you can pick the first map yourself, and then 100%? in the ping pong in the potential ping pong case, you are always one ahead of your opponent it to is? the seventh game. And that is an inherent advantage that the Titans have. Also, nicely, not too big of an advantage, but still an advantage for the upper bracket uh, winner. So mm-hmm. I like that. Um, but yeah, 4-3 four, four, Titans.
2: Now, All I, right. I kind of want to fight you on the, the adaptation when it comes to Titans. When we've seen Titans lose, it's because, or, or at least look vulnerable, it's because they either haven't adapted quick enough or they just don't adapt. Mm. even with a, a shocking uh, no pun intended so uh, you know roster change with with tizzy you expect that to continue or or just improve i, yeah. I don't I, I really don't see how that's possible in the final on the biggest stage with everything on the line i, I really don't see that just fixing I, I see that as a problem for the titans and i don't see that fixing itself especially against their rival
1: well, to be fair, we already saw that uh, ability to improve during a series. For instance, 100%, against the I'm not, I'm not right? saying that they in can't this meta. improve in a
2: series. I'm saying mm. when we have historically, when we have seen them lose, it's because they can't adapt or they have problems adapting. We go back to Guangzhou, Chengdu, yes. Valiant, all the matches where they look like they could lose and or have lost. It's because they don't adapt to something that's being thrown at them.
0: Has there ever been a loss in the history of Overwatch in which a team adapted and lost?
2: Um, yeah, I I would to think about that a lot. Here's the,
0: so I have a problem with that argument overall. Is like I can, I feel like I can look back at any team, in any game, and I can apply that logic, and just say, you know, man, if they would have adapted. They would have won. I've never, I've never, however, seen a team like wow, that team that really I guess... adapted to them. Well, they still <laughs> lost. Like, I don't, I, I guess
2: that's a poor framing or a poor wording of my argument. Um, what I'm saying is that they feel rigid. They don't tend to adapt. They come in with a very strict game plan. At least that's what it looks like from the outside. Looking at, it looks like they have a very strict game plan. If anything kind of gets thrown at them weird, they do adapt. We have seen them adapt. That's been a very Titans thing to have happen. What happens if that exceeds what if, what if San Francisco, I would say that they have the better, you know, fuller game plan being able to use Sebastian. I think a little bit more effectively, we have seen Titans use it, but I don't know. It seems like Shock are a little bit more comfortable with it. Um, I, 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 I worry about that again. I still think it's a very small edge to shock, but I, I don't, I don't know where that I
0: stands do think shock are more fluid in the sense that you can see more, looks from them you're less worried about a last minute hero change if sure if vancouver decides to throw a curveball uh you would expect
2: which i don't i don't expect that right. them. they, and, don't, they and, don't and feel i think like that it. that's
0: uh, the reason why i asked the question is like i don't see that so much as an adaptation it's just like they have their plays they run it they're the you know, you've got the great football quarterbacks who, you know, Peyton Manning, Brett Favre, who get up to the line and they start calling audibles, and then you have teams like the New England Patriots, which is like, nope, this is this is the game. This is the game we run. You you're gonna throw that pass. You're gonna land that pass. That's just how that's just how we play football. And the same way here, Vancouver is just like that's just the way we play football, man. We run this play. We execute it flawlessly, and we win. Whereas I think that, the the shots don't necessarily not,
1: not as much not aren't as much tied that to that as I much. think that's yes, completely I switched I really. think titans are way more pickup players and they like the famously what we heard during goats is like they wouldn't. A, a million different ways where you cannot even really read what they're doing, and they also the kings of chaos where they win five v six is so impo- uh, so frequently. They they hit it from angles. You think you're, they they wrote the fucking kamisutra on Overwatch uh, strategies. It's unreal how the, <laughs> the, that team <laughs> how, how that team uh, has an ability to just scramble. And uh, figure out things on the fly. I think it's nothing I would argue with. I think they
2: are the best scramble team in the Overwatch League, like, bar none.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. And the thing is, what definitely was the case was that uh, Shock looked more of a unified team. So if I will say, I have confidence in Shock. If we are just refining the current meta that yes. we're we're seeing. And in a refinement, they probably can get ahead. I don't think they're necessary. Like, think of it this way, right? The problem with Titans, for instance, in stage three was that they were sort of stubborn on not playing uh, rigid. Sombra, right? Yes. They saw that Sombra was working for some and still they were late to the party. They probably saw it also in scrims beforehand. 100%. Thought it was beautiful. This theoretical meta-change that we might see, that is not something that is demonstrated to them. Right? Like it's not like their stubbornness really stands in their way there because they don't have that, you know, thing to look at and say, oh, that's inferior, when it actually isn't.
2: Don't I think we a hundred percent have that. I think that's the passion. It's constantly being thrown mm. around, oh, this is a cheese comp, it's beatable, da da. Every time and again, this is very anecdotal and, and kind of vapid, but every time we say that. That composition tends to do well. Look at Clockwork Vendetta. Look at Goats. It can go back. I can't recall anymore from that point, but there are there is an arrogance about Overwatch that we're not really that accepting as yet, of odd strategies that are fighting against our little box. We like to sit in our box. We like to play dive. We like to play quad tank, and we just we just want to refine that. Then a composition comes along to to challenge the grain. It does pretty well. Sometimes it overtakes it. Sometimes it doesn't, right? Triple DPS, quad DPS in certain maps. It doesn't really overtake. This, I think, is the Bastion comp, and I think Shock is a little bit more comfortable playing that. I think they can use that. I think they can use their deeper bench, their fuller game. Gives them a slight edge, at least. I think this not necessarily is a knock against the Titans, but when you have an immediate and sudden change in your roster going into playoffs, that worries me a little bit don't see that with shock shock again admittedly didn't i i don't think looked as good as they could against nyxl i expect them to do better i expect titans to probably look better as well i just think shock takes it ever so slightly
1: yeah i mean it's definitely going to be percent. okay so let's let's assign some i think there's a greater than 60 percent chance That this game either, okay, let's say 30% it's 4 3, and then the rest of the probabilities are sort of closer towards the center where it's like a very close 4 2 or very close uh, 2 4 in in those directions, right? Like, definitely the probabilities just curl up towards like closer scores and, um, while there's still obviously always is the you know the little doubt because San Francisco was able to steamroll, you know, the famous eight percent, if you remember those. Um then it, yes, there's a there's an a fat tailed uh probability at the end that it's gonna be a disaster and some team sure. is completely go going to get blown out. And the likeliness of a team getting blown out is high for Vancouver for me too, I would say. Like I, I think it's much more likely that shock is going to fall blast them then vancouver is going to fall blast the shock in the finals for instance not
2: not at all for me me, i think that's uh, that that like uh that element of blowoutery right like Mm -hmm. i think that's more for shock for me i think shock goes into this i think maybe they get again like very weak and stretchy arguments on my behalf but I, I can see them going into this and you know crumbling a little bit under the pressure i i think maybe that's mm. what was starting to happen versus nyxl ultimate economy didn't look all that great a lot of a lot of greedy ultimates moth going to point using b not winning able to not being able to win a fight on a flip like it was a, a little rough at times granted nyxl was the same way um i i for me my gut tells me that Shock might be that team that crumbles, not necessarily Titans. Titans is Interesting. A, a team that's been, you know, came into the league as a team. I don't see them breaking down. Maybe with Have you guys people. covered maybe, maybe all the sense. angles
0: now so that you feel comfortable making
2: <laughs> No, not at all. Not in the slightest. <laughs> it's
0: just like, give me, give me it's the notice. Like I could just see you guys like creating your like little fortress. You're like coming up like, I think so and so is going to win. You grab these sandbags and just start Here's piling why. them up all around <laughs> you. <sighs> yeah, <sighs> And this, oh, this is the most versatile team in the league, but they also are really rigid, but they are
2: uh, <laughs> really good at all. As I'm league. buying my plane <laughs> ticket to leave the country uh, so I don't have to have this conversation anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, man.
2: It, it, all we can say is it's hard to pick either team. It's going to be a, a great show, right? Everybody's a winner. There you go fence. I've sat on it.
0: All right. Sounds good. right <laughs> I'm just hoping for a good match
2: it's...
1: Oh get out
2: <laughs> I, just... I mean, I don't want to blow out nobody wants nobody wants a 4-0 Monty does Well, listen Monty look. <laughs> I don't think you want to cast a
3: four-o. 0 Okay, that's all I'll say He's not casting <laughs> Regardless, maybe that's why he wants a 4-0 maybe who knows right who knows
0: all right all right uh that's about that time
1: i think it's a good cat
0: yeah this is a fun show twas it's gonna be a little bit a little bit quiet from us over the next week as we all go do our own things twitchcon true grand finals true true just good writing the uh Kamasutra Kama, Sutra, the Kama <Sutra, of Sutra of
1: Overwatch Definitely
0: So, uh... It's a book I would not, not terrible. That is a,
2: not a terrible article title to be fair
1: What do you guys think about teaching the Kama Sutras in school? That's... Very progressive of you,
2: I have no <laughs> clue how to take that question Oh my
3: god. Um, I, I just see I just feel like burned by the radiation of the American Puritanism just coming <laughs> through my screen right now. John is just like, "Well, listen, buddy. That's between you and your partner in a closed-off bedroom."
0: <laughs> I have sex wherever you want. Just don't try to put anything in me. <laughs>
2: Words to live by, folks. Words to
0: live
2: by. Don't put anything. in Keep
0: it away from my food. I think those are the two. Those are the two things that uh, I care about most. Yeah, Eh, I would agree. At The same time, I judging by some of the, like, are teachers the best people to be teaching that? God no. Like, I think I think my biggest question would be like, who is actually coming in and, and teaching that? Yeah. And are they hot? Well, let's I'm just kidding. Okay. Let's. We're, I'm done. I'm done. It's, let's close out the show. Show. Joke. <laughs> it's joke. Settle no, down. Know, I know. I'm teasing everybody. Yeah, but uh,
2: jeez. Proper health for schools. Yes, I would agree.
0: Proper. Yeah. It's. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of a fan of Darwinism. Like, if they can't figure it out, should they be reproducing anyways?
3: the problem is they can't oh, figure it no. out and that's why they reproduce Like,
0: <laughs> uh, does the karma sutras teach safe sex i have no idea i just, no. my understanding was just all sexual positions and yes yeah, yeah. from that perspective i would say i many mean if of there's art class get, why not you know any art. of them
2: would get them pregnant maybe i don't know it's art basically. you'd have to go to like a special Never mind. College or something. I don't know. Like a liberal arts college. I don't even know if that's proper terminology. If we get to no
0: $200 book. on Patreon, we'll never discuss any of this again.
2: Please. <laughs> please.
0: <laughs> uh, just kidding. Uh, yeah, we're sorry, everybody. The music, technically, once the music is playing in the background, anything goes. It's derailed. Anything goes. So, uh, <laughs> uh, big thanks to everybody who's hanging out. Um, hope you guys had fun at least. Had some good laughs. Episode 53 in the books. Yes, yes. This guy. I know you've got a new Thinking It Over come in.
1: Yep. Yep, yep.
0: Uh, If Blue ever gets around it. editing it. (laughs) Let's go.
3: (laughs) What? No, no, no. Like, if I don't pay anyone for doing it, I cannot expect it to ever be done, which is... He hasn't said anything about
0: the timeline. I'm just being mean to Blue because they've been... uh, Kinda of jerky to me in chat today, so I don't know. Do you have some editing to do? Jeez. All right. So you've got that coming out. Any teasers on for us on that, or want to keep it all secret?
1: Um, it's about my MVP of the season.
0: Um, profit. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Watch me lie to the viewers for twenty minutes, try to justify why Profit should have won MVP.
0: Honestly, that would be the most on-brand Yiska move. I it think. would,
2: it would. I think if I had to guess, it would probably be Rascal.
3: I guess someone guessed right. <laughs>
0: I, mean, I could totally see it of like why the London Spitfire were the real winners of season two.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. That's a very Yiska video to show up <laughs> yep. in my inbox.
0: For sure is. All right. Or at least the idea of him. Make sure to tune into that. Uh, youtube.com slash out. Do you have your own
2: True
1: thing yep. yet? Cool. That's exactly that.
0: Twitter.com yep. slash Yiska out. Sounding great this yep. week, by the way. I'm excited to hear nice. how it sounds without the uh
1: things to go XLR. hmm Yep.
0: Uh Joe, what about you, man? I mean, I know you uh prop I mean you've you're gonna be at I'll be at
2: the grand finals So if you see me, tall, annoying bearded fellow, come say hi. That's probably most people. I just gave you a general description. It's just
0: like gamer um, guys, yeah.
2: Yeah, basically. Um backwards hat though. Ah, that's pretty general, never mind.
1: Uh um, what? What? Also, just like for people that see Joe, just like walk towards this hotel room,
3: get this body boomer out of his hotel room, if, and if he just goes like, my joints, but I can't, I, I gotta, I gotta pay two hundred dollars for this hotel room just for me to lie down here for way too long. Like, just drag him out. Just get him into. Oh, I'll, I'm into definitely gonna be out and about. So please, if you do yeah, see him, yeah. You, you come said say that hi. last time uh before, last time i was <laughs> out and
2: about the first year i was uh sidelined sadly <laughs> also yeah. i didn't know what to do that was like literally the first time i've been out of the state so it was a little bit of a shell shock but anywho anywho um i will be in the finals come say hi uh just published a kind of a long feature long-ish feature about 2k words uh talking with uh, head coach Spazzo from Fus- Fusion University uh, about uh, every every little bit of their journey to Korea. Uh, I've been kind of corresponding with him throughout the season and just wrapped that up and that's been published. I've got some good feedback, but if you haven't read it, go take a look.
0: I have a request. Uh, yes. Stop, both of you, stop uh, classifying your articles based on how many words. How long will it take me to read it? Yeah. Um. I don't know. Can you read it? Like- <laughs> You know, like average like
2: 10 15 average minutes, rate.
1: probably. Yeah,
0: something How like much? that. 10 15, I don't
2: think 2000. No words, isn't that
0: like two pages? Should
1: uh, like yeah, it should be like, I think it should be like six, six to seven.
0: Yeah, sure. Okay,
2: mm-hmm. six to seven, under, under 10 need. minutes. Nice yeah. read. At least I had fun writing it. Uh, my big project that I'm finished with is still being edited, so that'll be out soon. Starting another one, it was randomly inspired by. Japanese woodblock printing. So I don't know if that tells you anything, but that's in the works.
3: Why
0: do you guys make it so difficult sometimes? <laughs> hey, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not
2: complaining. I don't question where the muses are. They just, you know, talk to me, and I get inspired, and I write. So
0: Fair there enough. we are. All right. Well, as for me, uh, find me everywhere at Kick Tripod. I'll be posting lots of pics about the adventures at TwitchCon this uh, weekend. Um, should be a ton of fun. We're staying at the good night Inn by the airport.
2: Is it like a decent yes. hotel or
0: I've, I honestly have no idea. It's just like the, the name of it does not sound. No, at the I st- hope
2: there's no like weird, you know, stains anywhere. That's all That's I'm saying. No, it's all right.
0: I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it's great. I will honestly have never yeah, fingers crossed. Really I'm, I'm just really happy it's to by be the going. airport. Yeah. Just really happy to be going. Yeah. Um. TwitchCon's a blast. So, I think we have uh, the Discord party on Thursday. And they're giving... It. Honestly, <laughs> I've had more fun at cons with my wife than I ever yeah. had when I was Signal. Signal. Si- oh, si- that's single. Sing- single. Then I was signal. Uh- <laughs>
2: <laughs> then I was Sigma. I cosplayed Sigma before he was released. Yeah. What do you know? Yeah.
0: So- Look at my feet. Gonna be doing that. Otherwise you can find us everywhere at uh Tactical Crouch and Tactical Underscore Crouch and search for us Tactical Crouch everywhere. Like the show, support it on Patreon, patreon.com slash tactical crouch. Um we'll have a game night soon. We'll have um yeah. Just uh, you know we'll keep you it.
2: posted. Last day of Don't September, worry. by the way. Get out there, kids. If you got that yep. Twitch Prime
0: sub, you know do where it. To put it. In or Yiska, Do it or Yiska makes more boomer jokes on the next podcast.
3: Yeah. So it's getting increasingly risky. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you're get, I mean, man, you're getting you just
3: don't stay it. do it. Said, All right.
0: Okay, here we go. Uh thanks everybody for being here. Have a great <laughs> week. We'll be here for the post show in a second. Bye. <laughs>